Yo, how is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. NFL.com gave the Bears a B-plus draft grade, the MMQB gave them a B-minus, and Roto World gave them a C. Today, we are all here to give you guys our grades for each individual 2020 Bears draft pick in grade Ryan Pace's fifth draft as a GM. I'm your host, Chris Malpe, and today I am joined with my co-hosts, Parsh Shaw and Jalen McClinton. How's it going, guys? Decent. What's up, boys? Pretty good. It's going pretty good. You know, a 60-degree uh, a day out here at Illinois today. I'm not sure if that compares to Arizona, Jalen, but it's looking pretty nice around here. <laughs> Definitely not. It is uh, 75. And uh, I'm sure you're not complaining too much about that. But let's get right into this. Uh, I want to start off by saying it's it's pretty tough to grade a draft when you don't have a realistic depiction of how the players actually pan out for anywhere between one to three years from now. So maybe this is something we could come back to down the road. Um, I will say we're going to be doing our uh, post-draft NFL predictions uh, for the Bears, how their schedule is going to pan out again soon. We have a lot of good content coming this week, a very special guest coming this weekend, so stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe and like the video if you would like more content. And also, you can check us out on all platforms. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. So let's get right into it. Our first pick came in the second round. Cole Komet, tight end from Notre Dame. He's six foot five, 250 pounds. Parth, I'm going to start with you, and then we'll head to Jalen and back to me. What were, what would you grade Komet, and what did you think about that pick? I'm gonna give the Cole Komet pick an A minus. Um, like a lot, there's a lot of Bears fans on Twitter I've been seeing who weren't as happy about the Cole Komet pick, and there's a lot of Bears fans who are very happy about the Cole Komet pick. I'd say I'm ecstatic about Cole Komet. You know, hometown boy playing for your team that you grew up loving. It, it's just a dream come true for him, and it's just a dream come true for Bears fans. We finally got a tight end that could bring us back like gold, like Greg Olson days. I'm sure Cole Komet said his favorite player was Greg Olson growing up, so that's kind of interesting as well. Um, if this works out, this could be a tight end that the Bears can have for multiple, multiple years and hopefully do some great things for the Bears. So I'm going to give it an A- minus for now. Oh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to give it an A, too. Um, when Chris uh, spoiled the pick for me when we were live streaming, uh, <laughs> like, at first, cause I was, like, kind of nervous because I'm like, please, please don't take a quarterback. Please don't take a running back or something because, you know, Pace is very unpredictable. So when he told me it was Cole Komet, um, you know, that was a sign of relief. Uh, so I knew – I. I at first, I didn't want to take a tight end. I wanted to take Grant Delpit because he was on the board. But tight end was, was was a need. You know, a lot of Bears fans saying, wow, you have 10 tight ends on the roster. But just just because of quantity, quantity, you know, means it's quality. You know, most of the receivers just – I mean, most of those tight ends were just camp bodies or going to eventually get cut. So I, I'm glad we took Cole Komet. You know, he's a, a tight end out of Notre Dame. I'm a huge Notre Dame fan. I, I got to watch him this season. And, you know, Notre Dame produces a, a lot of great tight ends and uh, Kyle Rudolph's – I, uh, I, Tyler Eifert from uh, Cincinnati. So this this would definitely be a good pick for Mitchell or Nick Foles, whoever starts their quarterback. This is definitely going to be a great weapon. Yeah. Uh, the Notre Dame coach, Brian Kelly, actually tweeted it out a couple of days ago. I don't remember the exact number, but it was a certain number of years that Notre Dame's starting tight end after their senior season had been drafted. So obviously a team that produces really good tight ends. Parth mentioned it earlier. He's a hometown kid from Arlington Heights slash Lake Barrington, Illinois. The stars really aligned on this one. I mean, during his sophomore and junior years of college, Komet had 60 receptions, 
691 yards and six touchdowns, and a majority of that work came in 2019. He was a baseball player. He focused primarily on baseball during his sophomore freshman years of college at Notre Dame, so he played two sports. And that's the good thing. He's pretty raw. Uh, he showed that he could produce enough in two years, basically to say that he's the best tight end in this draft, and I think the sky's the limit for Komet. So I'm going to give this one a uh, – I'm going to give it a B. Let's head into uh, round two again. Pick 50 overall. I'm going to hand this one back to Jalen. Uh, speaking of Jalen, with the 50th pick, the Bears chose Jalen Johnson, a cornerback out of Utah. Jalen McClinton, what would you grade that pick? Uh, I'm going to give it an A+. Plus. Um, a lot of people had him projected to go in the first round. And, but we got him at 50. This is a uh, tight end, not a tight end. This is a corner that is going to come in and probably be the starter alongside Kyle Fuller. Um, the only reason he probably fell to 50 is because shorter injuries, but he only missed one game in the years he was starting at Utah. This is a definitely a good pick on our side. Um, I'm, I'm glad we actually, you know, picked a, a starting quarterback. We don't know what to expect out of Kevin Tolliver or Troy Roberson. So Pace bringing two starters in the second round to me is, is a great haul in the second yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I mean, you put you basically hit it right on the head when we said we don't know what to expect out of Kevin Tolliver. I mean, we've seen him play, don't get me wrong, but I don't think we've had enough playing time to make a concrete depiction of, of what he can do. Artie Burns is another interesting one that's here, and we don't know what he's going to bring to camp. Trey Roberson is kind of the oddball out here. He could be another interesting one. But as far as Johnson goes... I mean, he's really a dog. He, he played throughout the entire 2019 season with a torn labrum. Uh, I said it, he's a dog, and he brings a great mentality and spark to this defense. Reminds me kind of of Akeem Hicks with that powerful image and message that he brings with him on the field that really motivates this defense. 36 tackles, 2 interceptions, 11 passes defended in 2019. He doesn't give up on any plays. I really think he can blossom alongside Kyle Fuller. I'm going to give that uh, Jalen Johnson pick at 50 in A because I think he was really someone who should have been picked in the first round. You know, uh, Damon Arnetti, A.J. Terrell, Noah, I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name, from Auburn, all picked in the first round. I think Jalen Johnson could have gone there. I also think Kristen Fulton, who ended up with the Titans, should, could have gone there. So I think it's a great pick that we got him in the second round, especially at pick 50. So I'm going to give the Jalen Johnson pick. A grade of an A. Parth, what do you uh, grade Jalen Johnson? I'm also give it an A. Like you guys hit it. At, you guys all. You guys just talked about everything I was gonna say. Like he's a first round talent that the Bears were able to pick up in the second round. Can't be mad with that. Uh, he was definitely. A, uh, what's it called? I think Mel Kiper had him as the third best corner. So we got him at I think he was the fifth or sixth corner we took in the draft. So I mean we definitely got great value for Jalen Johnson. I think he'll do great things for us. I mean he was pretty. Uh, ticked off about being drafted late. I'm pretty sure he's got a chip on his shoulder, and I think he's ready to produce for the Bears. Yes, sir. I think he really is going to blossom, and I think we could see him in the Pro Bowl in a couple of years as long as he could stay healthy. I'm really excited to see yep. what kind of replacement he can be for Prince Amukamara, assuming that he's going to start. Don't you guys? You do you guys? Do we all agree that he's probably going to start over Kevin Tolliver and Artie Burns? I'm. Um, I'm going to say. He's. I don't think he's gonna get a start right away. I think he's gonna get a start. Maybe I think. Yeah, maybe a quarter of the season. Yeah. We do have an early bye week yeah. this year. I think it's like week four or five. So that's good. Just as far as changing things up goes, Jalen, what do you think? You think he'll start? 
I'm going to say no, not right away. I'm going to give it to Kevin Tolliver. You guys know how big of a Kevin Tolliver fan I am. Um, Hopefully he gets to start and, and, you know, doesn't give it back. But I could definitely see him being your starter. We drafted him early for a reason. You know, he's not going to come in here and be a a special teams guy. He's going to potentially start later down the road. So I could see him being a starter. Uh huh. I absolutely agree with you guys on that one. I mean, he's he's not going to come in to be a special teams guy. We'll see if Kevin Tolliver holds up. He's an undrafted free agent for a reason out of LSU. But let's get into the next pick. The Bears obviously traded up with the Minnesota Vikings to get into the fifth round. They traded a future fourth to get pick 155 overall, where they ended up selecting Travis Gibson, edge from Tulsa. I'm going to give my grade on this one first. He was a really productive player in college. He had 95 tackles and 12 sacks throughout the last two seasons combined. He played his fifth year as, a, as he didn't decide to be a grad transfer. He did his graduate school at Tulsa and ended up playing another year there. Throughout his last two years, he's forced seven fumbles and also have had has had a whopping 24 tackles for a loss. Overall, I think he has great upside. He's going to be a rotational piece right away, I believe. The Bears are playing him an outside linebacker. He'll be able to improve behind Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. He'll be able to work alongside Danny Trevathan and Roquan Smith. I think it's a a great pick overall. That being said, I think he does maybe need to get a little bit more meat on the bones. Uh, Needs to stir up a little bit. Reminds me a little bit of Leonard Floyd, which worries me a bit. But I'm going to give this one a B+. Parth, what do you give the uh, Travis Gibson pick? I'm actually give it an A+. This is my favorite pick in the draft by the Bears by far. Like, you hit it with the tackles for loss, the forced fumbles. He's done everything, and he was in a 4-3 defense in college with Tulsa. That's what I saw on Twitter, I'm pretty sure. So we're now coming into the Bears, he's going to be at a 3-4. He's going to play his natural outside linebacking, linebacker position, where he's also going to be a rotational piece, and he's going to learn from a great pass rusher in Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn. I think he's just going to get better. He's going to be a great pick for the future, and I think it's going to work out for the Bears later down the road. So I'm, I'm going to give this a B. Um, when we traded up for him, I'm like, who is this? But after I, you know, I looked up who he was and he saw some of his tape, he was actually compared to Roy Robinson Harris. Roy Robinson Harris, which is you know kind of funny to me because we found him in UDFA. Uh, but this is definitely going to be a great depth piece. Um, he's not going to come in and start. He's going to learn behind this great front seven that we have. You know, Mac. Um, Robert Quinn, he's probably going to learn some stuff from Akeem, even though he's you know he's more of a a defensive tackle. But this is definitely going to be a great depth piece. I see a lot of potential in, in it. I see a lot of potential in him, and you know Pace. This is probably Pace's guy. We traded a future fourth to trade up in the fifth, especially with a, a division rival. So you know this shows that he definitely want you know to trade up and get Travis Gibson. Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, the Bears actually kept their fifth round pick. They didn't trade their fifth-round pick this year in order to move up to get Travis Gibson, so they stayed at pick 163 overall and ended up selecting Kendall Vildor, a cornerback from Georgia Southern. You know, this is something that I feel like we see every year from Ryan Pace. He kind of takes his small school guy like an Adam Shaheen-type player. As far as Vildor goes, he's got great ball instincts and is really good in man coverage. He's comes in at a bit small, measured at like 5'9", 5'10", but he, he, online he's 5'11", but that's always a little bit off. But he can play both from the slot and outside. A lot of Bears fans have mentioned him possibly shifting over to strong safety to provide some competition there with Deion Bush and Jordan Lucas. But he had 69 tackles throughout the last two seasons and two interceptions in 2019. My only worry is that I'm not going to lie, I hadn't really heard of Georgia Southern before this pick. I'm a little bit worried about the competition he's had. But watching the tape, he, he's pretty good. 
Uh, I'm going to grade it a C plus. Jalen, what do you grade Kindle Vildor at pick 163 overall? I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna give it a C too. Um, this is I could definitely see him moving to safety to you know provide more competition. He's not really fast, but he's short and he brings uh, great coverage skills. He was the second highest graded quarterback at the SBS level, and so, but his play you know significantly dropped off in 2019 due to injury. So I don't know how this pick you know can come out. He was playing at a uh, lower conference in Georgia Southern. Not really a big school, but he definitely had a couple good games against like Clemson and stuff. I see him lock down T. Higgins, who was a uh, early second round pick. So I'm going to give it a C. You know, I'm not going to expect much from him. And if he, you know, does, doesn't does play good, I'm not going to be surprised. But if he, if he does, I'm definitely going to be happy with the pick. Yeah, you have to think that Vildor uh, is going to be a good piece on special teams. But I like that you mentioned T. Higgins there because if you look at some of the schools Georgia Southern plays, you really see T. Higgins stepping up against some good competition, you know, there within the SEC, playing against guys like Trevor Lawrence, Deshaun Watson, Alabama, schools like those throughout the years. So he has shown that he can step up against big competition. I think he probably has a shot at the slot spot down the road when Buster Screen is gone and someone like Duke Shelley's going to fill in. He can provide competition at multiple positions, which is also something I like. A very versatile player. Parth, what would you grade uh, Kindle Vildor? I'm going to give it a C+. Plus. Um, I had us taking Kindle Vildor in one of the mock drafts I made with you guys. Uh, I think it was mock draft 2.0. I had us taking him at with my 226 pick, so we t- I think we took him a little earlier, right? Yeah, but that being said, there were a ton of players that fell in this draft. I mean, just if you look at it, like K.J. Hill was in the seventh round. Geno Stone was in the seventh round. Donovan Peoples-Jones, end of the sixth round. So, Yeah, so Vildor was definitely moving up uh, GM's draft boards. I was talking to a bunch of Vikings fans, and they actually wanted Vildor with one of their picks. So getting him definitely like ticked them off. And also, uh, he he might be short, but he's hard-hitting. He's got the size. I mean, he's got like he's got his he's got he's got he's got big arms. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, I definitely could see him moving to safety, like Jalen said, um, to provide some competition with Deion Bush. But this is a great pickup at the end of the day. Just another camp body and a guy that can compete with other guys for the cornerback three or four position. If that if that if that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. And I think Ryan Payson has a, a press conference with a bunch of rookies said that he can be a great special teamer at the end of the day as well. So just solid pickup. Uh, let's take a little bit of an intermission here because we got some breaking news pertaining to Chicago sports, not the Bears. I want to know your guys' reaction, though. I don't know how big of Blackhawks fans you guys are, but Blackhawks chairman Rocky Wirtz has just announced that the team has fired John McDonough, the president and CEO of the organization. My goodness. Hire our tourists, save the Blackhawks. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. The United Center is really getting a turnaround. But let's get back into the draft coverage. Uh, that that was kind of crazy. The Blackhawks are looking to turn it around now. But back into our Bears. They obviously traded back once again into round five for pick 173 overall. They chose Darnell Mooney, wide receiver from Tulane. Similar to Vildor, he comes in at a bit small. He, he's listed as 5'10", and he definitely needs to bulk up and gain a little bit of weight, maybe 10 to 15 pounds before the season comes, but the speed is obviously there. He ran a 4.38 40-yard dash. He can make a ton of stuff happen in the open field. He said in his interview with Lauren Screeden, when you get me the ball, I'm going to make something happen regardless. Jalen said it a couple days ago, but it looks like on his tape that he's playing against high schoolers. And That might have been Zach that said that, I don't remember, but someone did say that. And I think Mooney could end up being Matt Nagy's Tyree Kill in Chicago because nobody is, is sure what's next for Tariq Cohen. All of us have said in the past that he's probably gone. 
Mooney had 48 receptions each of the last two seasons, 713 yards in 2019, almost 1,000 yards in 2018, uh, 14.9 yards per catch in 2019, over 20 yards per catch on 48 catches in 2018, 13 touchdowns in the last two seasons, a great late find. He'll be a great replacement for Taylor Gabriel. Believe it or not, I, I actually think Mooney will be the wide receiver three to start the season. Call that a hot take. I don't care. I'm grading that pick in A freaking plus. Parth, what do you think? I'm going to give it a B. I, I love this pickup, too. I mean, he's fast. He's everything the Bears need to replace Taylor Gabriel. And he's, he's a great route runner, too. I saw that in his tape. I was watching some of his tape. And he, he runs every single route possible. He's got all the route trees down. I don't know about becoming wide receiver three just off the bat, but I definitely see him getting up there. Him and Riley Ridley and Javon Wims could definitely compete it out for wide receiver three. But for now, I'm going to give him a wide receiver five spot. This was my favorite pick of the whole entire draft. I agree with you on when that we one. Traded up, when we traded up from, I wanted James Prochet uh, from SMU. But uh, we took Darnell Mooney. I'm like, who is this? Looked him up. Dude read a 4-3-8, blazing speed. Um, he's 5'10". You know, um, I wouldn't compare him to Tyreek Hill, but this is like a Tyreek Hill type of player. He's a little taller than Taylor Gabriel. But, um, you know, he played at Tulane the last time. Well, yeah, the last time the Bears took a player from Tulane, it was Matt, Matt Forte. Forte. Oh, yeah. Best, one of the best running backs in Bears history other than Walter Payton. And so, you know, drafting – Two lane players has done as well, you know, in recent in recent history. So, I can definitely see him being the right receiver three spot. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Javon Williams and Riley Ridley, but they're they're not speed players, and he's gonna come into this right receiver room and be the second fastest receiver on this uh, team other than Cordero. So, this is probably my favorite pick. I'm gonna give it an A plus. You know, hopefully he can come into this team, you know, and, and give us production in his rookie season, being a fifth round pick. Something good to mention there as well as far as fifth-round pick wide receivers that the Bears have chosen. This one doesn't relate to Ryan Pace at all. But the last fifth-round pick wide receiver that the Bears chose that ran under a 4-4 40-yard dash was Johnny Knox. He had a 4-3-8. Someone that we all miss was one of my favorite players growing up. And I'm sure we would love to see Darnell Mooney, Cash Mooney, uh, replicate what Knox was able to do in Chicago before he went down. But prayers to Johnny Knox. Glad he's doing well now. Glad he's healthy. Let's head into the seventh round. Pick 226. We obviously had two picks in a row here. Arlington Hambright. Sounds like Arlington Heights. Not exactly. Offensive tackle from Colorado. He's a grad transfer from Oklahoma State. Blocked for Steven Montez last year. He's definitely a developmental piece, but he's very athletic. He can play both guard or tackle. Ryan Pace has already announced that he's going to be there competing at the guard position with Jermaine Ifedi and Rashad Coward. He's a good fit in e either position if with what, what the Bears want to do. He's, he provides pretty decent value. He, I think he needs to improve technique, like his hand placement and his play strength a little bit. But I actually liked this pick as far as the offensive lineman that we chose in the seventh round. I'm going to go with a B-. minus. Parth, what do you think for... Arlington Heights Hambright. I'm gonna give it a C. C. I'm just give it a C. Uh, I think the Bears didn't address the offense line as much as I thought they would have in the draft, and we just got two guys back to back in the seventh round to sprinkle offense linemen into the depth chart. But I, I I don't know much about him, so I can't knock him off for that. So I'm just gonna say a C for now. All right, Jalen, what do you think? 
Same. I'm gonna give it a C. This is this is a seventh round draft pick. Um, late in the draft, you can't really expect much out of him. So I'm, I'm gonna give it a C. Don't know much about him. Um, he's gonna come in here and give competition to Jermaine and uh, Rashad. So push them to be better. Uh, I'm gonna just give it a C. Like, like I said, I don't know what to expect out of this player. If he does good, great. If he does bad, well, he's just another seventh round draft pick that busted out. So I'm gonna give it a C. Absolutely. I mean, I think when you look at uh, offensive linemen that the Bears have gotten late in past years. You look at Charles Leno, who was picked in the seventh round, I believe. The Bears have had some success with late-round picks. Personally, I actually like the two undrafted free agents offensive linemen that they got, Badara Triori from LSU and Dieter Eastlin from Yale. Um, Dieter Eastlin had uh, a former NFL Hall of Famer uh, as his offensive line coach at Yale. I forget exactly who it was. And then Badara Triori started on the offensive line at LSU blocking for Joe Burrow. So I hope some of those later guys, including the undrafted free agents, maybe can make an impact there on that offensive line more surprisingly than we think. Heading into the last pick, round 7, 227. We had two picks in a row, as Parse said earlier, uh, sprinkling around with offensive linemen, I guess. Um, the Bears picked Lachavius Pig Simmons. This is a really interesting one. Offensive tackle from Tennessee State. This guy is a stonewalled offensive lineman. It's basically that easy to describe him. He's really good in the pass block. He brings a ton of power and great body strength. He has decent athleticism, but is really just a big brute that's joining the Bears' offensive line. He needs to improve a bit on his agility in space. He has great footing. Tennessee State allowed the second least sacks in the FBS in 2019. And Simmons led that. So I'm going to give Pig a grade of a C. Parth, what do you think? I'm also giving it a grade of C. Again, I don't know much about him, but you said he's a stonewall offensive lineman. And I think the Bears are moving him to guard. So he's going to compete with the guard. And I think the guard, he can actually, has, he has a good chance to actually start uh, during the season because the guard. Depending on how he's looking, ready. Yeah. Plays out, yeah. And it's, it's, it's looking kind of thin for the Bears right now, the guard position. So you never know. Um, but yeah, uh, Hamright could be a solid addition to the Bears for the future as well. Yeah, Jalen, what do you think I'm, about Pick Simmons? I'm also giving a C. Um, I love his name, Low Latavius Pick Simmons. That's like that's a, that's a great name. I don't know much about him. Not really anybody knows much about him. Uh, when people were looking for like pictures of him to like post, it was like literally only like one picture, and that was his photo for uh, his like profile picture, I guess, for college. So I guess yeah. I don't know much about him. He's he's big. He's huge. He's from Selma, Alabama. So uh, I don't know what to expect. Um, like I said, this is for competition, probably a dead piece. That if he can de- develop into something, that would be amazing. But uh, I'm going to give it a C just just based off not mo- knowing much about Pick Simmons. Those seventh-round picks are definitely oddballs, and we'll see how that ends up playing out. But it is now time to grade the overall Bears draft. Uh, I think I can. we can all agree when we all had pretty high grades on Cole Komet. I had the lowest grade with a B. We all gave Jalen Johnson A's. Uh, I think the lowest grade on Travis Gibson was a B. Kindleville Dora was an odd ball. We'll see how that one turns out. We all gave good grades to Darnell Mooney. The lowest he received was a B or B+. And then the two offensive linemen at the end are a little bit of an odd ball. I think the Bears have signed some decent undrafted free agents, brought in some running backs in case Tariq Cohen is gone in a couple years. And by a couple years, I mean a year, because that's most likely going to happen unless he can step it up in 2020. Uh, grab some offensive linemen, Ahmad Wagner, someone I like as an undrafted free agent. I think when you grade the draft, you have to bring everything into account. 
But my overall draft grade for Ryan Pace's fifth year as the general manager of the Bears is going to be a B. Uh, Parth, what would you grade his uh, 2020 NFL draft? I, I tweeted this out a couple of days, and I give it a, also a B. Um, I think he did a decent job. He picked up most. He didn't. He picked up all the needs if you look at it. At the end of the day, um, I, there was nothing flashy. I guess that a lot of us could have expected. He didn't make an ex- unexpected pick, which is I think a plus for the Bears at the end of the day. I think we all saw Cole Komet coming in the back yeah. of our heads just a little bit. And, I, I mean, he's definitely the best tight end in the draft. I hope he can pan out. But it is – I said it earlier, it's going to be hard to grade these drafts for a couple of years. So maybe we could come back and do this and look back on this draft class in a year. But, Jalen, what would your overall draft grade for Ryan Pace's 2020 NFL draft be? I'm going to also give it a B. Um, B's all around. Yeah, in, the, in this draft, I, I saw him – potentially take three starters, you know, in Co-Command, Jalen Johnson, and Darnell Mooney. Um, it's a, it's in, in this draft, there's also a lot of developmental pieces in Travis Gibson, Kendall Vildor, and, you know, the two seventh-round offensive linemen. So I'm, I'm going to give it a B here. I see, like I said, I see three starters. And if those three starters turn out to give us great production in this season, that would be amazing, especially because they were, we didn't have a first-round pick. So a lot of great needs. or a lot, We fill up a lot of needs for not having first-round pick and only having seven picks in this draft with all the trading up he did. So uh, This is actually a pretty solid draft from Ryan Pace, definitely. You heard it from all of us. Bees all around. That's pretty much going to do it for this episode of Bear Down. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Football is finally back, you know, temporarily. I think this draft provided a glimpse of hope for all of us that uh, we will hopefully be able to see the Bears play and on time and in the stadium later, uh, later this fall. So I'm looking forward to that. But if you would like more content from us, please go check out BearDown.com. We're going to post individual draft grades with a little bit more of uh, analysis on each player over there on the site. You can find the link to all of our fan pages in the description. You can also follow our editors who do a ton of work behind the scenes on mixtapes, uncut, and these podcasts, obviously. Get them out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and where you're listening, which is probably on YouTube. So they do a ton of work as well. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at Bear Down. Any last words, Parth and Jalen? Stay safe. Uh, the, I think it's getting the quarantine is getting extended here in Illinois, which sucks, but it's for the best, hopefully. Uh, like I said, stay safe. Um, I've came down with a little cold, so I'm trying my best to stay in the house. <laughs> I'm trying my best to stay in the house in quarantine in the 100 degree weather in Phoenix right now. So make sure you're washing your hands. Um, don't just think for yourself, think for others as well. And bear down. It's going to be a, a, a great summer for, for Bears and Bulls fans, definitely. Yeah, and Blackhawks fans now, it's seeming like the United Center may be a very different scene when we end up going back, uh, whenever that may be. Today is Monday the 27th when we're recording this, and the only upside I can say about this quarantine, there's actually two things. Number one, it's it's, it's looking like it's going to peak around mid-May. Uh, obviously, that's just based off projections, so look, hopefully we can be out June 1. Uh, the summer's looking like it's going to be a lot different. You know, things like Lollapalooza and stuff are probably going to be canceled. We don't know when we're going to be able to go see Major League Baseball again. But this Friday, May 1st, I'll be able to golf again. Illinois is opening all public golf ranges, so... I'll be able to go and do that. There's at least something to do there. Thank you guys for tuning in. And as always, Chicago, stay safe and bear down. Peace.